Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Matched by an extraordinary sales-to-service experience for our owners. Prepare to be noticed in the 2023 Genesis G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Fix Vapo Cool Drops. Yeah, Vix Vapo Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vix Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vix Vapo Cool Drops. Hey, did you know the Statue of Liberty is the largest holiday gift ever given? That's a big deal, just like those at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Hey, did you know when the year ends, so do the deals? It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Get 0% APR for 60 months, plus zero payments for 90 days, or 2500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends January 2nd. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter, on X, at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he is with us. In just a moment, we'll welcome to the program the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, Mark Giannato. 
Eric Hasselhoff is going to join us at 2.40. Grizzlies and Pacers tonight. Pre-game at 6.30. Tip-off with Eric at 7 o'clock. We'll get into the list. We'll preview the game also during hour number two. We'll tell your story, and then we will get out of here. But now let's welcome to the program the Commercial Appeals Lead Sports Columnist, the Lead Sports Columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee, a top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. How's it going, Jeffrey? We've officially reached the point where I'm starting to get worn down from uh, taking care of kids all, all week. And then, and then burning the midnight oil covering stuff at night. It's uh, starting to take its toll. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, See, I, I don't, I don't, for the, the, the problem with this week for me is every single time I wake up, I think it's Friday. Like, I don't know what it is about this week, but every, it feels like every day should be Friday, and yet it isn't. Still Thursday. Still but it Thursday. felt like, it felt like on Tuesday, it's like, should have been Friday. Wednesday should have been Friday. Thursday should have been Friday. Because I feel like the closer and closer you get to Christmas, the more the more people that have stopped working, except us. Yeah, that's yeah. It's yeah. like every well, day. Then, you know, it's every day there's a few more people that are done working. Yeah, well, and it just, again, it depends. If you have small kids, like you're never done working. Uh, oh, oh, um, the more you know. Yeah. Um, no, we're all heroes. So. We're, we're literally doing something that just about everyone that's walked the planet's done. <laughs> we're heroes. Well, no, listen, under five is a particularly challenging, like that two to five range. I mean, maybe because, you know, I don't know. People always tell me you're, it's, it's hard. It's just because it's different types of hard as they get older. You I, know? I just like, don't feel just like different. you're qualified. Like, I'm not qualified to comment if two's harder than four months. Just like you're not qualified to comment if five's harder than 15. Like we haven't been there yeah. yet. Yeah, I think like fifteen. You're just like worried all the time that they're, you know, they're out on their own. You know, who knows what they could do. <laughs> um, you know, but nonetheless, what's gotten me through today is looking forward to tonight. I am really excited about being at FedEx Forum. Oh, I thought you meant the parade. No. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's going to be a parade before the game in honor of John Moran. Uh, uh, a fan orchestrated, it appears, parade, I guess, is what it seems. Is I don't this know. real? I hope not, but it might be, I think. Um, you know, I mean, I think it was a Fox 13 story, um, which, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a little dubious because the, the, the person who wrote it for Fox 13 was referring to John Moran as 12 in the story, which tells me, like, yeah, you know, like the standards, uh, you know, like, I, I don't know. Is this person like a legitimate journalist spreading the word about this uh, parade? I'm not sure, you know. All right, like, for anyway, those who first- don't know, Mark sent me the screenshot from Fox 13's website. Two days after John Morant dazzled fans in his season debut for the Memphis Grizzlies, 12 makes his home debut tonight in FedEx Forum. Morant returned December 19th for the Grizzlies basketball game at New Orleans following a suspension by the NBA for the first 25 games. Fans told Fox 13 that a parade is planned to welcome Morant back to the FedEx Forum. The parade is scheduled to start at 5 p.m. in front of ESCO, march past the Weston on Beale, and come back to the FedEx Forum. Not only did Morant shine, scoring 34 points, he made the winning bucket at the rim as time expired. Okay, I'm I am just as glad as everyone else to see him be back at FedEx Forum. 
But the idea of throwing a parade is just absurd. Like, well, I guess it's a playoff of you the know, parade, inside, inside, my parade city. inside my city. Listen, I, I, I can't. I'm not going like, to tell people. Fan, how to fan play. however you want to fan, but just know this is sad. <laughs> this is this what? just know this is like this is Trump stuff. This really is. What do you mean by that? Like, get arrested? What? No, nah, I'm going to throw like it's a rally. Like this is like he was not suspended for illegitimate reasons. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna no comment. I can just, I, I'll just say, hopefully, hopefully it is, it is, uh, it does not, uh, hopefully it's a good thing and not, hopefully people don't laugh at it, you know, when the picture. No, 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 I, I'm, like, no, no, I, I, I'll, I'll go I out. People, like, if people are excited for him to you come You can back, be excited. They can if do you do it. this, this will get it. made fun of, and then everyone, then we'll have to do the whole defensive thing. Sometimes yeah, we I mean, do do it to ourselves. I am not going to defend it, nor am I going to attack it. That's how. That's kind of my st- been my stance on it since I heard about it a couple hours ago. I, I'm not going. I don't. I don't necessarily think I would be someone going. Let's do this. Like let's. You know, he's not. He's not back from like he didn't recover from cancer or something. <laughs> like he he recovered from you know acting like an idiot a couple times. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, again, if like you like. If you listen, be excited. Maybe he'll appreciate it. I bet you he'll appreciate it. You know, so I guess you know, like if if people want to do it, if they if they if they love John Morant that much that they want to parade down wherever that street is that the Westons on uh, and go into FedEx Forum for what should be a joyous scene tonight uh, for his return home, so be it. It'll be you know, that let them do it. Let them have their fun. Uh, oh God! I just hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't get to the internet. If it gets to the internet, it's going to get roasted. Jeffrey, it's going to get to the internet. <laughs> I don't buy it. Nah. <clears throat> well, you know, like Fox Thirteen is going to be there. <laughs> you know, like they'll have video. Okay, but there's a difference if there's like five people. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I say this as someone who had to cover. The James Wiseman Day Parade once once upon a time, uh, four or five years ago. Um, so I've been I've I've been at my I've been at a uh, some ridiculous parades in my life. So um, you know, and th- that one seemed more organized than this one, um, <laughs> the James Wiseman Day Parade. Wasn't there um, like a Corvette? Well, yeah, it was like some local Corvette club. You know, was part of the parade. Yeah, and James Wiseman got to drive in a Corvette. Now, I don't think Ja, like, I don't think Ja is going to be at the parade. <laughs> uh, that one, Wiseman was actually at the parade. I hope Ja's not at the parade. Well, I think at five o'clock, that's like he's got to shoot around, whatnot. But yeah, well, he doesn't start warming up. He usually warms up. He's like one of the last. I mean, I wasn't there on Tuesday. I don't know if he's changed his routine from previous seasons, but previous season, he. Um, typically he's like one of the last guys to warm up out on the court, usually like 45, 50 minutes before the game starts. Um, so, uh, we'll see, but Hey, people are excited. That's the point, Jeffrey. People are excited that John Morant is finally going to play at FedEx forum again. I think that that is the overarching, you know, if the parade looks ridiculous, whatever, I think the sentiment is in the, their hearts are in the right place. They're excited that John Moran is back playing in front of the in front of Memphis Grizzlies fans again tonight. Right, but this is not an ends justify the means situation. 
What's wrong with the old plaza plaza get together? You know. Listen, I mean, like the the soccer team. Don't the soccer fans like march from the uh, the bar before every? But game? But isn't that like a tradition? Yeah, I mean, I think they do it every game. I yeah, mean, to me, like but... that's very. That's like saying a parade is the same thing as like the Tiger Walk, <laughs> which point. it's not. It's yeah. <laughs> a good point. Yeah, but hey, listen, maybe this will become a tradition. Maybe they win. Maybe Ja has a big game tonight. They win, and it's like, do we okay, really want to that... make being fans harder on us? <laughs> Oh, like just, imagine, imagine, like, let's say that you're right and that they're going to make the postseason. Do we really want to have to do a parade and have the parade become a tradition and then come into the game an hour late because we can't get through security because we were too busy parading? I don't know. It's probably a one night thing, but nonetheless, big night, big night for the Grizzlies, big night for John Morant. Um, this will be the this this will be the last first, right? There's no, like in the the games. Well, one they're going to go on a long road trip after this. I think they I think this is their last home game until New Year's Eve against Sacramento. Um, but this will kind of be the last, the end of the the return, so to speak. Right tonight, it officially kind of ends, and then he's just back. Yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I mean, I guess you could make the argument if they go on the road trip and they have like a big road trip that. You know, I mean, are we now getting to the point with the Grizzlies where we're going to start doing the when they come back, we're going to like college style go meet them at the airport? Is that where we're headed? <laughs> I don't think we're at that. Come on, this is a this is a one off. It's a big night. People are excited. That's all. That's what this is. People are excited, and that's good. It's good because you know what? First twenty five games <laughs> weren't many people excited about anything about this team. No, I mean it does beat the alternative, but at the same time, it's like we we sometimes do need to like ask the question of, like, should we be doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that's right. Now, I will say one thing I'm intrigued about tonight. He saved, he saved, you know, he did, John did just about everything no, he no, could have think, think about it this way. What would be more impressive? Like, let's even give the benefit of the doubt and say, like, it's an impressive parade. What would be more impressive? The parade or having, like, everybody be at the building as they're warming up going nuts? Why? What's? I I don't understand the correlation of you can do the parade and be there while they're working. Well, is it the best use of time? I guess. I think we're. I think we're. Mark, there's nothing. Too much on there's the nothing that defines good fan base quite like. Did they get there early? Were they there early? Were they there loud? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you want it like full in the lower level for Jaws warm up. Just when saying. When he's playing dodgeball with that, Blake that Aher se- and the assistant, that, that scene would get made fun of a lot less than a parade. Yeah, so you're so it's 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 very clear. I'm very uh, anti parade. Very anti parade. I'm kind of I, I lean towards. Eh, do we really need it? But I'm 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 more on the end of times. I'm more in terms. I, I don't want to tell people how you know how to be when they're excited about someone coming back. Um, and so I'm fine with it. You know, I do think I, you're again. Right. I'm if not going to tell you how to fan. I just want jokes. everyone to know if we get roasted for this. We did it to ourselves. That's how I. That's my stance. <laughs> uh, well, the thing I'm, I, I think I'm looking forward to tonight because he did just about everything you could have imagined in that first game. You know, from the, that second half performance, the game winner, just you know, he he, he did everything. The one thing he didn't do, Jeffrey, make threes. He didn't dunk, 
He didn't dunk the ball. Well, yeah, that's true. He didn't make a three. Um, and he didn't dunk the ball. We haven't gotten a dunk yet. And I, I'd like to think maybe he was saving what do we, the What do we have? We had two alley-oops? How many alley-oops do we have? Well, we had – it was two alley-oops, but only one of them was like – you count you call you count it as an alley oop when it was an, when it was a layup. I believe the Zaire one was a layup. Yeah, you're probably you're probably dunk. right. No, it's just it's just a flashy assist. Yeah, the Jaron one was a was a true alley oop. Um, but Ja did not dunk himself. Certainly he didn't even try like he didn't even try like a poster dunk. Um and we didn't get a dunk, period. Um and so I'd like to think he was saving it for the home crowd, Jeffrey. He was saving the first dunk. And as you pointed out, first three, hopefully, too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the good news is if you're going to have an offensive firework performance, it does feel like the Pacers is just the recipe that you need because the Pacers believe that defense is basically just something to do with your time until you get back on offense. Well, and in general, I mean, as you look at the schedule, like these next two games, you know, we're, if we're talking about this in terms of, hey, like, they're going to have to do a lot of work here to make it into the po- you know, to get back in the postseason mix. When you look at the upcoming schedule and the road trip they have, I mean, I know the Pacers are playing well this year, better this year, and they're kind of a playoff team in the East. But like, you know, you get them at home in Jaws return game. This is a game you'd like to see them win. I mean, they're favored. I, I don't remember the last time they were favored. And then, well, that Jazz were they fa- were they favored the against home game. Were they favored against Houston? I don't think so, because remember, we weren't sure if Bain was playing or not, and so they weren't favored. I think you're right. I think the Utah home game that they won, is which is their only home win of the year, they were favored in that. I mean, that's that the thing. Not only are we going, like, we are going for home win number two. Yes. Um, but no, but, and then you get the Hawks on Saturday, who aren't good. You know, I know it's on the road, but, like, again, like, you've dug yourself a hole you got to win these types of games, honestly. If you have, if you want to have legitimate thoughts of, you know, being in the mix come March, um, you, you can't drop very many more of these. You know, especially when you look ahead and you got, you know, I think they're going to Phoenix. They got to go to the Clippers. They got to, you know, they're going, they're going. It, it's not an easy road trip necessarily, um, and so um, this this is important, obviously, because it's Jaws' first home game. But I think it's also. You know, just given the situation they're in from a standings perspective, like a game you kind of want to win. Also, the Pacers' first visit, coincidentally, Jaws' return game is against the Pacers, and everyone's made the connection with Halliburton and kind of how it feels like he's having the type of season Ja had two years ago. Oh, I, I thought you meant the Pacers with the uh, the well, laser pointer. Too. This okay. is also the first time. The Pacers have have been back well, in Memphis. I also mentioned this before. It might. I don't think it was the segment that you were on. This is also the week. Like my the difference a year makes. This is also the week last year where the fine in the West comments came out. The Grizzlies got popped in Denver. Then they got popped on Christmas Day. Like. It is well, a very a bunch of remember that it yeah. started with them blowing out. Remember they blew out Milwaukee by forty. Yeah, I remember. I was and they did the wave. The wave. Yes. And I was at Jarvis Greer's retirement party. I remember it vividly. And we're all just, like, looking at the score and going, what the hell? Like, is this real? And, like, at that moment, you know, given what they were coming off the year before, you were like, Jesus, this team is, you know, this could be an unbelievable team. Um, and then you're right. From that moment, that was the, that was the apex uh, in a lot of ways, that 40-point win. 
over the uh, over the Bucks, and then it it all just you know some some in some ways immediately, and in other ways just kind of uh, methodically just came apart um, from that point on. But you're right, they, he did. That was when they lose. They got popped by the. Nuggets. I think they lost to Oklahoma City. Remember, in the next game, it was kind of like I a, think you're right because I was at a, I was at one of my wife's uh, work Christmas parties that night, and and then and then Ja before the Denver game, we we determined did the interview with Malika Andrews and said those infamous words, and then they lose to the Nuggets, and then they remember they lost to the Suns before they got popped by the Suns before they lost to Golden State, then lost to Golden State. Um, now they did recover. Remember, they had that. It was a terrible road trip over Christmas. Then they did reel off a bunch of wins in a row uh, after that, and then Stephen Adams got hurt. And then the road trip they, from hell. So, yeah, the, the road trip, the Shannon Sharp incident. Yes. So yeah, you're right. It, it, it is funny that like it was only a year ago. I think they were even in first in the Western Conference at this point. I. <sighs> they certainly were. I looked it up for my column that ran on Tuesday. On December 19th last year, they were in first place in the West. I don't know if they were on December 21st. Yeah, I think they they lost it when they went to Denver, right? I think that was a flip. That would make sense. That would make sense. But um, nonetheless, I think it's going to be a pretty joyous scene inside FedEx Forum. Um, People are going to be really happy to see John Morant back. I don't know if it's a sellout yet, but basically it is, you know, it is going to be the best crowd of the season. It, it certainly looked like when you went on the secondary market, if you go on the secondary market, there's an increased demand for tickets. Yeah. Um, I, I've already been told by people with the Grizzlies, it's going to be the best crowd of the season. And that's, to be honest, not really saying much other than the season opener because the crowds have been pretty, I don't know how many tickets they've sold, but there, there weren't that many people coming to the games as that as this thing wore on and they were struggling so much over the last few weeks. No, this definitely this year has been a year where uh, there's a big big gap between announced attendance and uh, through the turnstile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it'll be good to have like a. I mean, the place is going to be alive. Um, you know, remember Anthony Edwards said like a month ago or whatever it was. You know, I've never seen this place so dead since I've been here. And, like, it's back alive, you know, and John Morant was the defibrillator. Like, it's back alive because of him. And, and, and I think it went to another level with what he did on Tuesday, right? Don't, don't you yes, think it's uh, another level? I think there's no question. Like, you just getting him back was going to be a shot of life. And then it being the type of game, hitting a game winner, all of that. And against the Pelicans, a team that I think maybe begrudgingly people – like the Grizzlies care about beating the Pelicans. Like, is it like one of the great rivalries in the city's history? No, but it is a game that I think people care more about than they'll let on. And I think that that really mattered. Also, you know, Zion being on the floor, even though it feels like the Zion versus Ja thing's not nearly at the fever pitch, maybe that it once was. It's still well, the, pr- the problem with that whole thing is like you have they they need to hate each other for it to matter, and it's very clear they don't hate each other. And know? I just like, think it's fact, they just play friends. such different positions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No, it's, I don't know if they're like close friends, but they clearly don't hate each other. You know, there's not some. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, this idea that this idea there. that like they were lifelong, like it gets presented. They played on one summer team together. It gets presented like yeah. that they. That they played their entire childhood together. It's like eh, I think it's- I think it's safe to say they're friends, but they're not like 
You know, they're not like, you know, they don't hang out in the off season together and stuff like that's not, you know, they're, they, they kind of have their own circles, but they are friends. They're from South Carolina and they played together growing up like that. You know, it doesn't have to be like they're best friends or the, or they're the worst. Yes, it does. Mark. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, now, now, and I don't think, and I think probably the same applies. I know, Ja was asked again this morning at shoot around about the Halliburton storyline, and you know he he gave the right answer. I, I think deep, I think deep down he doesn't he he's not upset at Halliburton. Halliburton's playing his butt off. He's more you know you can tell that the the I kept receipts thing is about everyone who's placed Halliburton above him on the pecking order now. Um, but he said the right thing this morning about it, just like he did at his initial press conference. Where he basically said like and he basically said like that's y'all y'all thing. You know, like, I don't really think about it like that, um, which, you know, it's not like an, and he, and, and to his credit, whenever this type of stuff has come up, not just this year, but throughout the years, that's kind of been his line. Like, this isn't John Morant versus Tyrese Halliburton. This is the Grizzlies versus the Pacers. Um, no, the irony is, you know, the one that I feel like actually is, and maybe it's more from the other direction. Mm-hmm. But the rivalry that I think that is actually there is I, I do not think De'Aaron Fox likes the yes. like, the De'Aaron Fox Jaw Morant thing is real to me. I think I, I think it's stronger from De'Aaron Fox than it is from Jaw's yeah. side. But I I actually think that's like a real thing. Yeah, I think that's right. Every time I've seen I've seen them play multiple times over the years, and you can just feel it when you're yeah. watching it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, but you know, it, it is, it will be a fun matchup. And as you put it, you know, the Grizzlies, you know, like the Pacers, you know, probably going to need to score 120 at least in this one to win it, you know, against the Pacers team because they can score, um, even though they don't defend. And they, they have played well this year. I mean, they look like they are going to be, they've taken another step and they're going to be a playoff team this year in the East. Um, and so, it'll be a fun one too, in addition to being kind of a landmark game, just because it's the first one Ja has played at home. I mean, I, I always look forward to kind of the moments, if you will, you know, I'm a narrative guy. Like, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to when they announce them in the starting lineup, you know? And like I said, I, I have a feeling we're going to get our first dunk tonight, you know, our first Ja dunk of the year. Well, I think before that um, we got, there's going to be more Ja content right in the video. Yeah, I would. I would hope. Yeah, maybe the more. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe they've added some stuff from Thursday yeah. night or from Tuesday night into. The well, I mean, I think already. we got to ask the, the 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 important questions, Mark. Are we going to see the return of like the team dance through the locker room? Well, that was so. It's interesting. I've been I've been I've been studying. So when I've been mm. to the games, I've been studying yes. the pregame, taking stuff. notes, if you will. Because, well, because they still do after they get introduced, they still do the little circle thing where they dance and I don't know I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the from the locker room. Well, so I think that was Dylan Brooks driven. And so I think that's gone for for good. The the like that dance routine. I think that was Dylan Brooks driven that whole thing. Yeah, I yeah, I mean like that's tonight. that's that's the great thing about Mark doing a, an actual case study. Yeah. Yeah, we'll know for sure tonight. If jo- if they don't do it tonight, it means to me it was – my sense is, is that was all Dylan Brooks driven, and he started it, and, like, once he left, they weren't going to do that again anymore. I think selfishly I'm kind of hoping that it was Dylan driven. I never thought that dance was all that cool. <laughs> I, I, I always thought that dance was actually – like, I, I was I, I was always in the camp of this thing's kind of lame. Mm. 
Well, let's just say than, this: that dance did not exactly punch. catch on like the gritty from in terms of entering the zeitgeist. Well, and well, you brought up Dylan. I mean, how many nut punches is this in like a twelve-month span for him? Well, the question what? is: Are we? There's a couple that were also literally like gut punches. Like, you know, like last night feels so. Are we talking attempted? Are we talking? Att- uh, I'm in the I'm in the camp, Dylan. Even if it even if it looks in, inadvertent, I think Dylan's a pro. <laughs> uh, he's like uh, who who is the kid? Like Flair did a lot of nut punches. Yeah, I mean it's punches, just I mean, right? you know, heels always go go with the low blow. It's a cheap way to win. But like, I do yeah. love that. Like you could have your brains bashed in with. Chairs with, uh, you know, the yeah. the steel the steel but a, but chairs, the blow, steps, but a low blow. No one ever, no one ever kicks out of a low blow. <laughs> no one's kicking yes. out of that. Yeah. Like Mick Foley <laughs> could kick out from getting dropped from a thirty foot cage, but if he got, if it would have been a low blow, no chance. Done. <laughs> no chance. No chance. It's over. Yes. <laughs> oh man! And then I guess the other little bit of intrigue. I don't think it's that intrigue. I mean, Marcus Smart was listed as doubtful for this game. Um, typically that means it's the next game he comes back. Uh, but I mean, that would be fun if he's back today, uh, tonight, tonight as well. Um, to see them, uh, John and Marcus smart together for the first time. But my gut tells me that we'll have to wait till Saturday for that. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Usually it's like you get upgraded doubtful and then the next game you'll be questionable. And that's the game that you play. Yeah. And then, although I, I kind of get the sense I kind of get the sense that Marcus would push to play. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it's going to be an event tonight, so um, you know, I could see it. Maybe. I mean, but uh, but just based on what how they've you know operated in the past, doubtful suggests is exactly what it says. Like he's probably not playing. Um, and then I saw footage. I think it was Drew Hill posted. It looked like Luke Kennard was you know. More, doing more in shoot around than he had recently, which would suggest we're getting our. I don't know if he's in play groups or five on five yet, yeah. but we're, we're, he's he's part. He's ramping up, Jeffrey. He's ramping up. He's playing. He's in that protocol now. Um, and then uh, we talked about it yesterday. What Brandon Clark said to Mark Spears, and then he went and posted a video of himself dunking for the first time since the injury. Uh, yesterday, I don't. He posted it yesterday. I don't know when the video was from. So, but. so Harrington pointed this out, and because I had forgotten about this, but I think it's an important detail. Uh, Jaron, the year that, the year that Jaron's, what was it like, seventy games, sixty-five games, he missed. You know, the knee, the I think it was mm-hmm. meniscus. Didn't he do like the meniscus repair? I believe that was the injury. Yeah. Yeah, it was the 2020. He had told Mark Spears also. 21-22 season, I believe. He, right? he had told Mark Spears, yeah, I think that's right. Uh, he was targeted. 2020-2021, no, 20, that's what it was. It was a COVID one. It was the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it was the year where, like, we were in between bringing fans back, I think. Yeah, yeah, 2020-2021, 20, 20, that's when it was. And he, he had pointed out that Jaron Jaren had kind of made a similar report where it was, you know, aiming for the all-star break. And then you remember what was it? It was like the last 10 games, maybe 15 games of the season that he actually came back. Well, and I, but I, it, an important distinction. I remember Jaron suffered a setback. Remember he, remember he was ramping up his practice and then they shut him down again for a month. Uh, if I recall, and that was why he was ultimately delayed. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm deferring to Harrington on this one. Harrington 
took it a similar way that it, remember originally yesterday I told you I was like I'm not saying that Brandon didn't say that but I don't know if the Grizzlies are have that date targeted. Yeah, I think I think if that yeah. I, I think if you get that date I think you celebrate it. I guess I'll yeah, say it oh, that yeah. way. He's back by the All-Star break. Yes. I mean that's, I, I think you would celebrate break. it. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, that would that would give you two months to really see if he can actually help you, you know. And like, uh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I mean, but, dude, let's just talk about front court depth, man. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, honestly, like when you think about it, like the, if he can play a little this year, it's not even about this year as much as like it really sets the table for next year for him. Because um, I still think even if he comes back this year. Like, it's hard to expect a lot coming straight off of a Achilles injury, I think. Um, but it's, ne- you know, maybe when you get to next year. Like, like, that's just me personally. I know no, I, I agree are- with you. Like, it would just be good to I – would, I would like for him to have game reps that are not, you know, game re- – like, it, it feels like this would be like a, an additional, like, rehab stint, if you will. Yeah, potentially. Um, especially, you know, and especially because, you know – this injury for him in particular, whereas even when like, remember when Kevin Durant went down? Yeah. People were worried about him ever approaching, you know, kind of the level he had was at before the Achilles injury, but you always said in the back of your mind, well, you know, like honestly, like worst case, he'd still be a pretty effective spot up shooter. Yeah. You know, like Brandon Clark, you can't really say that. Like Brandon Clark. No, part of his game is the explosiveness. explosiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and so if he's not quite the same, you know, that means that, 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 that could be career altering for him, to be quite honest. Um, and so uh, it, it, it's a big question mark and we hadn't really thought about him much. And it is nice to be thinking about him again because he was, he, you know, he's, except for that, co- frankly, that COVID year. Right. I think he wasn't good that year. Right. That was the year he fell out of the rotation. Yeah, that was but a sophomore slump. Yeah, he's been a very good player for them since he was drafted. So, very integral piece off the bench. Um, part of what made their bench so fearsome over the years. Uh, not so fearsome anymore, but hopefully it's getting there with all these players. Now, do you think, you know, Ja was talking about this morning, basically like that game the other night could have been played anywhere. He was just so excited to play. And, like, that was good. that 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 was going to be easy for him to, like, play well in that. And I, it was interesting. He said that because sometimes it's like these moments when you're, you know, there's all this hype. It can be hard sometimes to live up to that. Like, do you expect a similar type of performance tonight from John Morant? I think so. The key for me is like, I'm not going to overreact to what we saw Wednesday, other than the sense of like, I just Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm putting in the tiger woods camp. Like I'm consistently just good to have him back. The shot of life. But, like, I want to see if – I want to well, see through, like, you know, get a cluster of, I don't know, somewhere between five to seven games in a row. Because mm-hmm. I do think there was, like – it's possible, like, that's the game where you get the shot of life. Like, in the, I use the, the sugar high example. Like, mm-hmm. let's see if they can start stringing – because one of the problems that this team has had this entire year is they've had the occasional good performance, but they've never strung – like I think the best example of stringing multiple performances together was it the the road Dallas win and then the quick turnaround and the competitive loss to Phoenix. Is that like the best back to backs they played? Um, well, they didn't. They win, Didn't they beat the Pistons? They won two games in a row at some point. 
So the I Pistons was, was the Pistons was like the following Wednesday. They played someone else. I think I think it was Dallas. They beat Dallas. They beat they Dallas. Beat so maybe they beat Detroit. someone right before Dallas at home, and then they went to. Oh yeah, that's the Jazz game. That was the do or die game. Like that was yeah. their best stretch of basketball, and it was Jazz at home, beating shorthanded Dallas on the road, competitive L in Phoenix, and then you and beat, then Detroit. beat Detroit. But then you kind of came back home, and then Minnesota just absolutely, you know, curb stomped you at home. But, like, that's kind of, like, the best stretch they've played. And there's an argument to be made that really wasn't a great stretch of basketball. You were just playing teams that were actually worse than you. Well, the, the other thing I'm interested in this is in the first half, they ran whatever offense, the Taylor Jenkins offense. The second half devolved into John Morant's <laughs> offense. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, John Cleared out, baby. For ja, it wasn't clear out. It was set a screen for Ja. And then Ja decides what happens. You know, like that was their offense in the second half, and it worked pretty well. And like you can get all complicated with dribble handoffs and all this stuff, but like ultimately in that game, when they came back, it was set a screen for John Morant, and if they, however they play it, he'll make a decision whether it's passing to an open shooter or taking it to the hole or hitting the roll man or hitting the guy popping off the street. Like, and so. Um, you know, and I thought you saw in that game, and I'm, I'm interested to see this carry over, Santi Aldama looked more effective because Ja was out there. Xavier Tillman seemed more effective because Ja was out there. Zaire looked pretty good with, uh, with Ja out hey, there. Go back, use the, use the more effective. What? Use the more effective. I, I, I like how you, the more, yeah, Zaire more looked more effective. More effective. Like, it, it opened up some things like we expected, and so... I suspect, like, I suspect, yeah, maybe they'll run some other stuff at the beginning of the game. But when push comes to shove, like what what the other night showed is, yeah, this this is Josh, this is Josh train. Let's see how let's see where he takes it. You know? Yeah, I I think that's right. Uh, last thing, are we going to get some uh, Jaw Redemption merch available? <sighs> yeah, I mean, this will be. This is also probably going to be the first game with. You know, Team Morant and company courtside again. Which okay, so help me out is is Pack back? Like, was he just suspended for? Because he could always go to road games, correct? Last year, he was allowed to still go to road games. the The only phrasing we ever got on this was via Jaws tweet, where he they, he basically said, "And now they suspended my boy for a year or something like that." And I was, it was never clear to me. Whether that was a calendar year, right, or just the rest of the season, a, yeah, yeah, it was never clear to me. We'll probably get if Devonte Pack is there tonight, we'll we'll have the answer, um, you know. Uh, but I have noticed, like they haven't get, like those courtside seats where Team Morant. I think they have two courtside seats there. Like those have been empty all the games I've gone to so far this year. So I suspect we'll have T courtside, and you know, like honestly, like. There's been, you know, some bad incidents, you know, most specifically the this pacer, the Pacers one a year ago. But like, I also think like, you know, he added to the vibe at times down there. You know, made it like uh, made it interesting. So it'll, it'll be uh, it'll just be fun to have them all back. I think I know some people don't feel that way, but you know, it, well, I don't know if this just you, I just don't know if you want the first game back to be the Pacers. Yeah, it's been made clear by Ja, that these are my people. And so if you, like Ja Morant, 
you're going to have to learn to like the, them too. Like, cause see, they're not going away. Whether you want them to or not, Team Morant, Devontae Pack, like, ja, what, what John Morant has made clear since kind of returning to the public eye in the last week is like, he didn't go seek out additional people for his circle. He well, no, but don't you remember circle. when they had to do the remember remember the whole when he had to like cut him out and he unfollowed him on Instagram and I kind of became bad guy because like I don't believe this. Yeah, I'd like to take. Yeah. Speaking of parades, I'd like a parade for that one. Yeah, no. So like you, you know, and like ultimately, like I, I I've said this on the show before. The goal here, he shouldn't. You know, like I would hate for him to have to ditch the people who he feels have been with him from day one. Like for him to be a star to have to do some. The, the key here is to. No, learn I, how I, my to problem is I don't have a. I, he doesn't have to ditch the them. He doesn't and have to ditch them. Like, my problem is like they're not the NBA guys. <laughs> like the, my problem yeah, is like they acted like that they were like that they were going to fight the NBA players. Like uh, that's yeah, that was no, my that issue. incident was bad and they can't have that happen again. That's like, just, I, that's I don't. Reality, I'm not telling but, him like you got to go get new friends. Like I, I'm never. I don't yeah, believe they all, the whole ecosystem just has to learn, has to grow up. And it seems like, at least for now, they're all saying mostly the right things. And it seems well, depending like depending on which reporter, it seems like they're taking they're at least at the very least, very aware now of how this thing could all crumble, crumble because um, they saw, you know, it didn't all crumble. But, you know, he took some see, you know, John took some serious hits over the last year and. You know, I, he he's weathered it at this point, I think you can say. Like, he's, you know, he's back. And I think if he continues to play well, he'll be maybe not quite as popular as he was before, but he'll get popular again because he's an irresistible talent. Um, but they can't have something like that happen again, whether it's Ja or, quite frankly, his inner circle. Like, it, it just can't happen again. No, I think that's fair. All right, buddy. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. All right, see you. All right, let's continue the Grizzlies preview. Eric Hasseltine joins the program next. We'll talk with him right here on Giannotto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ESPN.com, sponsored by Pfizer. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. The program is brought to you by one of my new favorite spots in town, Birdies. Birdies located at 493 South Main Street. It's a new indoor golf simulator concept located in the historic South Main District of downtown. They have three golf simulators as well as a virtual putting co- virtual putting course, full service bar, and a great menu. If you got the itch to go work on your game during the winter when the weather's not so great, go visit the fine folks at Birdie. Also, now you can sign up for their winter league. It's a two-person scramble. You can visit their Instagram at Birdies901 to get all the sign-up details. League starts on January 15th. Also, if you're thinking about getting something for the golfer in your life, Get them a gift card to Birdies. They will thank you later. Golf at Birdies.com is their website. If you want to reserve a bay today, get more information. Golf at Birdies.com, or you can just go see them at 493 South Main Street. That music means we welcome the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network play-by-play announcer. Grizzlies tonight taking on the Pacers 630 for pregame. It's home game, so Jessica Benson will have pregame. Eric will have the tip at 7. Eric, it honestly feels like the beginning of a new season right now. It really does. You're not wrong about that. It looks uh, a lot different when he's on the floor. There's no two ways about that. And um, it's it was fun to see. I don't think necessarily we could have expected what we saw, but that's been the case since he walked into Memphis and, and turned this franchise into something it had never been before. So, um, you know, just kudos to – those guys too for you know when the lead ballooned and they they didn't uh, they didn't uh, you know look like it was going to go their way um, you know that was a that was a heck of a comeback and a team effort I mean I think I think you saw him initially really trying to get other guys involved and and you know play the team game which is great and then uh, as you needed him to take over. You needed him, and, and so I, I, I thought the Vince Williams three at the end. I heard you guys talking yesterday about that. Um, I was laughing a little bit because you know Vince looks over and cuts the lead to nineteen and chirps a little bit at their bench. But in the end, that was a big play because it didn't look like they were going to get that. They did get it. Jose Alvarado's just basically out and out laughing at um, at. Uh, you know, the, the rest of the team. And, you know, here we go with, um, with guys, basically pride coming in and, uh, you know, it it is what it is. So, uh, they came out, traded buckets. I thought the foul trouble with Brandon Ingram, having to guard Jaron Jackson, committing two fouls, Jaron making his free throws, just little things, little things added up and no lead in this NBA is safe. We all know that. And they proved it again, uh, in the last ball game. I think that's kind of the key question. It's I expected Ja to have a big night, and I think we all expected, obviously with Ja on the floor, it makes them better. 
The question is, to what degree does it make them better? What should kind of the expectation of like, let's say like these 10 games, what should kind of be the goal for the Grizzlies? Because to me, the key is to just try to find some consistency because I think one of the one of the key factors this season is it just feels like they're just it's been a lot of starting and stopping. There's obviously been even more injuries, new guys, literally guys off the street. But it feels like one of the key one of the key aspects right now is try to just build some continuity. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be that's going to be the key without a doubt. And um, you know, it, it it's really one of those things where. Um, you're going to have to have guys learn how to play alongside one another very, very quickly. And, um, you know, when you get Marcus Smart back, when you get Luke Kennard back, then you really have the full complement of everything. And, um, you know, it, 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 it it's going to take a minute. There's going to be some bumps in the road. We have to keep, you know, looking at it. I know my call, hey, you know, they're on notice that the, the West, they're going to charge, make a charge in the Western Conference. It's got to happen 48 minutes at a time. You know, obviously even I get caught up in those moments. And you look back, you listen back, and you're like, well, let's not, you know, think that everything is completely fixed. Um, it's a huge step in the right direction. When you have a guy that can break down a defense that you have to be mindful of at all times on the floor, it changes the look for everybody. And, you know, Darren, uh, Darren, Jaron and Dez, or Darren as we like mm-hmm. to call them both. Um, yeah, as we just make things up. Um, Darren Baxson. Yeah, right. Darren yeah. Baxson. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, those guys are going to see the benefits. They're not going to be the ones totally creating all the time their own shots. And, you know, that's part of it. So uh, this is one of those things where, um, you know, there might be a night where it looks bad and it doesn't look cohesive and it looks like they're a struggling group. And that's going to happen. That happens in an 82-game season with great teams. I mean, listen to some of the comments after the Bucks lose to Chicago and you hear Giannis Antetokounmpo sounding like, the, the teams in the lottery, and they're not. He's like, we got to play with this urgency, and we didn't respect this. I mean, there's was one game, but that's the way it is, and, and that's kind of prisoners of the moment. That's the way NBA teams and fans can be. But look, man, if you're a prisoner of the moment, that was a heck of a moment to be prisoner of there, for, without a doubt. So, um, you know, it is what it is, and moving forward, it's going to be a lot more fun, without a doubt. When did you sense that game turning? Because even at the half, like. I thought, okay, you know, that three, like, it was helpful. But I still felt like, all right, this is going to be kind of the same thing that we've seen where I, I think the, the starting five is going to be able to play with them. It'll be competitive then. But when the Grizzlies have to go to their bench, it's it's going to be a problem. But you could tell right. in that third quarter it really started to flip. For you, when did you when did you start to consider, that hey, the Grizzlies might actually pull this thing off? When they went to the bench and – because of the national television length of timeouts, yeah, we were talking about when Ja would come back in. They get him out. The timeouts longer. He comes back in a minute or two, probably before he would have. But when the the second unit came in, the lead didn't balloon. It didn't explode back to double digits. It was there, and you know they were still at arm's length. There's no question. But they would get a three. New Orleans would come down, get a two. They would get a three. New Orleans would come down, get a two. All of a sudden, that nine-point lead is seven. Then it's five. And where I got worried was a couple times it got to five, and the Pelicans scored four straight. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, you're getting there. You're trudging uphill. You're climbing that mountain. You're trying to get to the apex. You get just just below the apex, and then you slide back a little bit. But they didn't let it get to them. 
They didn't force bad shots. So I would say when he made his return and the lead was where it was, and you're like, okay, let's see how these first couple minutes go. They got them in early foul trouble as a team. We even commented on it like, hey, Pelicans are now with their next foul with seven minutes to go going to be in the penalty. And that's big because if anything happens, loose ball, whatever, and you know you, tar- you start to tighten up a little bit, you start to get a little handsy on defense, and the referees happen to blow the whistle. Anytime you can get points without the clock ticking is is a bet is a benefit. So, um, you know, it was just one of those things where he, he saw it and he kept coming, and then they get the lead, and boy, what a stretch that was! Those last couple minutes. You take the lead, they come down score. You take it right back down score, they come right back, literally grab it out of the net, give you a taste of your own medicine from last year. Herb Jones gets a layup, and you're like, oh, gosh, come on now. You come back, the the time's there, you call the timeout, they inbound the ball, and honestly, as I watched Herb Jones back away from jaw to the top of the arc, I went, he's got him. The only thing that's going to stop this is if jaw misses. I mean, he's going to get the shot he wants. He's going to get the look he wants. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where where if he uh, if he doesn't make that shot, they go to overtime. And so if, they, if he does, obviously you win the game. And when he gave him that step and he made the spin, that's where it became, you know, that's where it became what it became, which was a, another game-winning basket in his career, which he's had several of them, and it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Honestly, you know the moment where I was like, oh, they're going to do it? When they had the kick-out three to McCollum. And it's just like, I'm yeah. just so used to McCollum just, like, ripping my guts out. When he the backboard's still correct. Yeah, when he when he bricked that bad boy, I was like, oh, they're going to do it. And then he airballed one. Yeah. I mean, he had been red hot. And I, I, we thought the same thing. Like, in my heart, I was the same way. As you're calling the play, you're trying not to be emotional about it. But as it came in... I'm like, oh, come on. Of yeah. all guys, this is the guy that's going to spoil it. This is the guy that broke Mike Conley's face unintentionally, you know, that has just killed you over the years. I mean, Pete was with us in the booth because of the national TV, and Pete hands me a note. He goes, McCollum in his career, 22.7 points a game against the Grizzlies. And I'm like, yep, that puts him right at the top of certified Grizzlies killers. And Honestly, and I thought it was even more. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's felt like it at nights. He's gotten 40 on you, and it looked easy. Um, but yeah, he got out of the rhythm. Ingram was kind of taking the brunt of the scoring. I thought Zion didn't even look like he was interested in being there in the beginning. Picked he, up those. He early looked fouls, like he had but, the flu. <laughs> well, he he looked like he had the the TNT flu because yeah. that was the the report going around that you know he's not real happy with those guys. Uh-huh. Like, this is he's taking, and so whether it be that or not, to me, if that's an excuse for you not to want to play in a game like that, that's about as silly as it gets. But. Um, you know, I I just thought they did the right things. You know, Jonas had a big ball game, and you don't have a real answer for him uh, down low as as tough as Bismack can be. Jonas Valanciunas is seven feet tall and two hundred and seventy pounds, and there were moments where, as you said, when did you feel like you had a chance? There were moments where I felt like that might be the one that breaks your back, like the foul that that Bismack took, you know, shouldering into him. Um, those were little moments. But, again, little plays make a big difference. Getting them into the penalty, Brandon Ingram trying to post-defend Jaron when he got down the floor, and it going too aggressive and and fouling him with 19 on the shot clock, and you get two free throws and your guy makes them. That's that's a great possession. You scored in five seconds. Um, And so those helped. But, yeah, it was an amazing night. What was really fun was 
the fans that made the trek down there, yeah, they were louder than the fans that were there for the home team. And the Pelicans fans, you know, bless their hearts, I know they love football, but you got a really good team down there, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of support for it. Use any excuse you want. Ticket prices, things to do, holiday season, Saints are in the, in the playoff hunt, arena's not that great, whatever. That's a really good team, and they did not have a lot of juice from their fans, whereas the Grizzlies, and we talked about it on the plane, Grizzlies players noticed that they had people there cheering for them, and that meant a lot to them. No, I mean, that was kind of the thing that stood out to me on the broadcast. You know, you're just watching the TNT broadcast, and I think TNT kind of heats up the crowd, Mike, a little bit more maybe, yeah, perhaps, perhaps, yeah. perhaps than ESPN. But the thing that was very obvious was... Ma- okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 